Welcome to The Build Show, the only show that can devour Hot Pockets without negative consequences. My name is David Wilmowski. I'm oh, Zach. And I'm Anthony. What's up, David? We're on a last name basis. Oh, Hi, yeah. guys. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of Davids out there, and not a lot of Wilmowskis. That's Just true. to clarify, Good we point. do not have David from the Old Testament on the on the podcast or something. It's true. No. David Wilmowski. No, David from the Old Testament was uh, smaller than I am. He probably um, slayed him with Hot or slay. Slade? What's the past tense? Slain him? Slain? Slade? 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 True. There's been talks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're running with the hot <laughs> I guess it's that, yeah. Thank you, Jim Gaffigan, for that amazing sketch. We had a, a, some, some for, for lunch. I don't know. It's just bit, I don't know. I've never had one before, actually. Really? Yeah, so thank you for having them for lunch so I could be introduced to such a... Hot well, Zach, exactly. would you like to enlighten, enlighten David then? How do Hot Pockets sound? How do Hot Pockets... We're going to ignore the grammar. How do cooking Hot Pockets sound? <laughs> what does it sound like, maybe? Not how does it sound like... How does it sound sounds better debatable <laughs> I, I, but it probably sounds like theme music yeah hello everyone welcome back to the build show let's begin in prayer in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen we thank you, Lord, for all of your benefits that you have given us, given to us this day. We pray that you would give us an extra amount of an understanding of your intimacy, your need for intimacy with us. Help us to want intimacy with you. Blessed Mother, we ask your intercession. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by his confidence, I fly into thee, O Virgin, O Virgin's my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Blessed Pier Giorgio Frasati, pray for us. Immaculate Heart of Mary, cause of our joy. Pray, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I almost said pray for us for the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I Lord. always do that. Yeah. I was like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I think that was the first time we've had the memorari grace the ears of our listeners on this glorious yeah, day. Yeah, I think You're so welcome. Well, well done, Dennis. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. The first time the audio waves have carried the glorious sound of the memorari. Mm -hmm. I gotta say, I love the Hail Mary, but I say it so often that, you know, you lose kind of the you lose the the poetics of it. Yeah. So then I kind of just switch back to the memorari whenever I need to. I, I guess it's it's bad that I, I get bored of the, the Hail Mary sometimes. But, but you, know, you, like want, you want to keep it interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, yeah. where you're really thinking, like, you're, you're connecting to the meaning and to the words and stuff like that because you say it a lot, you know. It's like saying one word over and over again and you're like, like well, what does this word mean again? And the memorari is also kind of like a, a Marian guilt trip. Like, remember, Mary, that no one has ever gone <laughs> to your knees without getting what they, they want. want. <laughs> That's a true. Marian <laughs> guilt trip. Hi, Mary. We suck. Thanks <laughs> you because you always help. Thanks. Basically, so just say you don't want to start failing now. <laughs> you've, had, you've had years. So, David, we've got you here on the podcast. Everyone, welcome, David. Um, he's a first-year seminarian just like me, uh, coming from the Naz House from St. Mary's, uh, Mary's High School. High school. Yep, yeah. Best buds with Ben, who you guys heard last week. 
Um, David, you want to give us a little bit about yourself, where you came from, you know, how you ended up in the seminary? Sure. Social security number. Uh, I don't. I don't know it, so I couldn't give it to you. I don't yeah. know it, so I guess nobody could torture it out of you. I no. Well, they could maybe a couple of numbers, but I'm not sure. Um, but a couple of ones in there. Just kidding. Um, but I am. Bo- I was born and raised in Phoenix. Uh, lived here for seven years, then randomly moved to Indianapolis, and then I moved back. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, actually, yeah. Not a lot of people know that. I lived in Indianapolis for two years. I know what. February blues are like, uh, yeah, that was fun. I was like eight, and I was like, oh, this is what it's like to be depressed. Okay. Um, (laughs) um, But I had Legos and audiobooks to keep me happy, and I was homeschooled at the time, so it was great. Uh, Then we moved back, and I was homeschooled up until seventh grade. Um, I went to a school called Villa de Marie Academy. Shout out to them if anyone there is listening. Um, Yeah, they are an amazing, amazing, amazing school. And then after that, I transitioned to St. Mary's Catholic High School. I went there freshman through senior year. I played football all four years with Ben. Um, yeah, he was. I was a lineman, so I didn't. So I, I normally wasn't. Uh, I, I basically I was making sure that he got tackled as little as possible. <laughs> but oh, nice. yeah, that was my job was to make sure that the line was clear and that he could go through. So uh, it was either him or another guy. Um, and I also did theater all four years of high school fellow thespian good yes. to have you on the podcast yes theater is one of my many passions i love it shakespeare is my favorite but that's just me um pick one shakespeare play what's your favorite macbeth macbeth yes. we're not in a theater so i can say the word it's okay um <laughs> i don't get it yeah it's a, i'll explain it to you later um but macbeth i've been in twice uh and the second time i was in actually at the school we got to do some actual fight choreography which i've i think i've showed both of you yeah, and yeah that was really cool I may or may not have uh, stabbed my counterpart on one or more occasions, but he was wearing armor, so it was okay. It was accidental, but it was supposed to look like a stab. I just missed and got his stomach. It's okay. <laughs> um, but I graduated uh, St. Mary's Catholic High School this past year. I'm 18. And my vocation story started, I guess you could say, when I was really young. And our a really good priest friend of ours was asking me if I wanted to become a priest. And I said, no, Father John, I want to be a superhero. And he said, but you could be a priest. You could be a super priest. And I said, no, Father John, I just want to be a superhero. Wait, wait, wait. How old were you? <laughs> I was like five. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I always Saint thought Mary's about it. And I, you, you know, know, it wasn't at St. Mary's. No, this <laughs> is when I was, like, cool. I was like, I was like five when this <laughs> happened. Yeah, like, this is how I talk when I'm in high school. <laughs> but no, um was when I was like five so that was kind of like the priesthood was always like in the aura it was I, I guess I don't know why I said that but it was it's out there um I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it really uh and then seventh grade comes I think I had been kind of introduced to the idea of a vocation my parents were actually really great about this they never said like they never pushed me one way or the other they said we really want you to be um priest well no <laughs> they said we want you to fulfill god's will and they were completely unbiased they're like we'll be happy whatever the heck you do so that was always there i never had any bias towards i mean from my parents they never pushed me one way or the other but uh that's awesome yeah thank you the first calling real calling i guess you could say was when i was in seventh grade i was serving mass at saint simon and jude um i remember i'm pretty sure i was kneeling but i'm not sure um I don't remember what point of the mass it was. You know, a lot of people say it was at the consecration or I, I really don't remember, honestly. Um, I know who was the celebrant. And I know what time of mass it was, though, because it was the 9 a.m. mass at St. Simon and Jude. I remember that because it was televised and I always served that. Fun fact, I actually dropped the chalice on a televised mass once. Oh, while I was no. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, that was fun. There's a wound um, there. 
Yes, there is. Uh, but uh, Father Lankett was the celebrant. And I remember this just overwhelming feeling of... I always find it very difficult to describe it. I've just had to describe it a lot, and I can never give it justice. But it was a it was a kind of just love for the priesthood, I guess you could say. Um, it just took over all of my senses, and I was like, I want to do this. I want to. I, I want to be like this guy. Um, and so I had kind of like a spiritual high. Like I, I understand what's going. Like it was a grace that I received. Um, it's like I know what I want to do. This is fantastic, and it lasted for about two days. And then I remember. And then uh, the what is it? The natural temptations of the flesh took over, and I remembered. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm in love with this girl. Never mind." <laughs> um, Never mind. Yes, we'll, that we'll put that calling on hold. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. So then, eighth grade rolls around. I'm not really discerning it a whole lot. Um, I'm still thinking about it a little bit more. Um, but then roll around into freshman year, and I was told, well, yeah, I, I roll around into freshman year, and it's. Uh, comes to my attention that there are nine at this is like in 2017 in 2017 there were nine seminarians in formation that had graduated from st mary's and this was heavily uh publicized around st mary's campus it was like we couldn't like like every thursday we would remember it's like we're gonna pray for this person this person this person this person today because we're praying for vocations so it was always there so i realized okay i should probably start discerning this vocation because i had that calling back in seventh grade but also, I really want to date. So, God, can you tell me I'm not called to the priesthood so that I can date? Um, naturally, naturally. Yeah. And, which was even more ironic because technically I wasn't allowed to date in high school. but And I never did. So, it's fine. It was kind of just like, I want to have freedom. I want to have freedom to say it's okay that I can uh, be in love with this girl because I know that I can get married eventually. But whatever. Yeah, like David's parents don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> They're, yeah, it's fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, it kind of... My vocation story story kind of looked like uh, one of those roller coasters at Castles and Coasters. It went all over the place, um, and uh, there were a couple of pivotal points along the way. One of them was summer between freshman and sophomore year. I got to go to Steubenville West, nice. which was yes, shout out to Steubie West. They're fantastic, and um, that was when I got introduced to the liturgy of the hours because I was in a room adjacent to. Uh, Shoot, I was in an adjacent to Roberto Huerta, who was a seminary at the time, and Gabe's, Gabe Soto is still in seminary, right? Sabado, thank you. I'm sorry, Gabe, I forgot your last name. Yes, uh, so Gabe Saturday. <laughs> um, and we prayed, uh, we prayed Liturgy of the Hours together. That's the first time I think I'd ever been introduced to it. And I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Um, and I had some really amazing experiences on this particular trip um and so i thought to myself well i can't do any of the hymns and i don't have an iphone at the, t I, at the time i still had a flip phone uh yeah my parents were very very particular about that so i thought what's the best thing i can do aside from liturgy of the hours Ooh, the magnificat has something close to this let's do that so that's how i got to memorize the canticle of isaiah which is beautiful um so i started doing that started kind of struggling to get a daily prayer sense um but it was really difficult. Um, I faced a lot of challenges that way. And, you know, things are still ebbing and flowing. And I think it was, if I remember correctly, the next pivotal point was when the summer between sophomore and junior year. And I'll talk about this more in depth uh, after. Oh, yes. Yes. I went on a trip for with Camp Wetiwa, which I'll explain. I'll talk about in depth later. But basically, yes. 
But basically, I got to a point where I understood the need for silence and the need for contemplative prayer, which I hadn't understood before. Um, so that was another pivotal moment. And then I started hardcore discerning, like really doubling down and saying, all right, I really need to actually discern this because college is coming up pretty soon. So junior year, applying for colleges, considering seminary, I'd apply. I'd gotten some pretty decent scholarships from a couple of different colleges. Um, but because of Camp Waitiwa, my, my mom was like, hey, I heard of this one college called Wyoming Catholic College that is very similar to what you like with Camp Waitiwa. So I'm like, oh, let's put that in periphery. I'm not really sure about it. Um, and so junior year, uh, the man who had become my spiritual director, uh, Deacon Wetzel at the time, he's now Father Wetzel, during COVID gave us a talk on um, discernment of spirits. So that was very um, – it was very helpful, and I started chatting back and forth with him because I told uh, Father Bolding, our president rector, that I was discerning priesthood. So I started chatting back and forth with him. Um, and then senior year, I started apply. I started actually applying, and I wasn't uh, at, to a to a certain point in senior year. I think it was I had to put down what my plans were for co- uh, for college because uh, there was going to because of my uh, of certain grades that I got, I, I was a pretty good student, so I was put on the honor board. And they said, we want, we want people to be able to see what your college plans are. So I said, okay, well, uh, in the moment, I was like, I'll just go to Wyoming Catholic College, which I was feeling pretty strong about at the time, uh, and then I'll go to seminary afterwards. So I put that down, um, and that was my plan. And then uh, I went on my senior retreat, which is, uh, all, yeah, which is something that all of us were kind of, uh, it was a mandatory retreat, in school, no classes, no homework whatsoever. So a plus, and a, uh, it was, it was a, there's a plus and a, and a minus. You have to, I mean, you, you don't have to, you get to. You get to sit through um, a retreat and a couple of talks, but in some people's minds, it's a have to, but whatever. Um, that was that day. And I decided to just open myself up to the Lord, and I felt this inclination to apply for in-state seminary. And Nazareth House had already been a, a thing for a long time. And I had, for two years. <laughs> for over two years <laughs> two at this years. point. Yeah. 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 Not even at that point. Yeah, and I was like, this is nuts. Like, why would I apply to in-state seminary, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then I was considering it, and I was like, you know what, actually, I was going through a couple of different options in my head. I was self-analyzing, and I was like, that actually might make sense. And so that day, without telling my parents, I decided, I'm going to apply to in-state seminary. And I started telling people, and then my parents were like, wait, what? I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> yes, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and so so I did. I started the application I didn't finish – this is earlier in the year. I didn't really finish the application until Christmas, so a couple of months. I didn't finish the first part of the application, just written. I started doing some of it at the end of my final because I was like, I'm done. Oh, look, I have an application here. Let's do that. Um, so I finished it while I had COVID, fun fact. Um, and then I sent that in, and then um, I was feeling I was feeling pretty good about entering seminary. I It was more of like a, eh, nothing else seems to be working right now. I didn't feel like really – a great desire towards anything. I'm like, well, I already have this visit scheduled to Wyoming Catholic College to compete for a scholarship. I'll just go and do that, and I'll be like, I'll enter. I'm just to keep my options open, you know. Um, and God had other plans. So I get to Wyoming Catholic College, and I absolutely fell in love with the school, with the campus, um, just like with everything there. And the people there were absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, let's just say communal life in high school has been a, uh, has been a difficult thing for me. Uh, and I was like, these people actually share, uh, my beliefs and they share a lot of things that I hold in common. Like these people are nerds like me. Um, 
excuse me, my alarm's gone off. I gotta silence that real quick. Perfect. All right. Um, and you know that was it was great. I was like, these people are amazing. I love this. And not to mention that the school, um, they prop- uh, one of the things is that before you you enter uh, freshman year, they you have to go on a three week backpacking trip. Wait, three weeks? Three weeks. Wow. When you told me earlier, I thought you said three days. No. Oh, shit. It's <laughs> okay. three weeks wow. in the Wyoming Tetons. And and uh, the you have food on your back enough for about a week. And then horses come to replenish your food supply. No way. Not even kidding you. That's yeah, wow. it is absolutely oh, insane. And it's if you don't do that, you don't graduate. Wow. Oh, so, so you, I thought you said it was so it's to graduate. Yeah. Well, that's a thing. Yeah, but it's like they have a whole leadership course there where it's 100% hands-on not only do you learn leadership theory you practice it in the wilderness um and then you know you also have to take a a, a week or so uh to go and uh what is it what do you have to do oh yeah you have to do in like a week-long wilderness trip so it's like backpacking but wilderness survival so you learn how to make like wilderness forts and things like that and then the school is just hardcore liberal arts. So just think Thomas Aquinas, but with horses, backpacking, and cowboys. Um, <laughs> Jeez, it's, it's absolutely amazing. I learned how to swing dance there for the first time. And it was, oh my gosh, it was so much fun. And we got stuck out there for an extra day and a half because, you remember that big storm in Colorado, the biggest in 20 years that they've had? Okay, well that happened. It, this was in March, I think. Uh, this is early March of this past year. And wow, this oh my gosh, this past year, that's not that long ago. Um, and it was, we got stuck out there cause our own, there's only one major road that's like five hours away from the Denver airport. Cause it's, oh, in, the middle, yeah. it's in the middle of Wyoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got stuck out there for an extra couple of days, uh, until we're supposed to leave on a Sunday. We left on a Tuesday at one thirty AM. So that was fun. Um, and I got back and I was like, this is going to be really tough. Cause I really want to go to this school. Um, and I was really a problem that I had was I was un, I was unwilling to be completely and totally open to the Lord. I was like, no, God, don't take that away. This is mine. You can't take this from me. Um, and I entered. There was a period of my life where I entered into. Um, well, I, I had some. Do you guys say desolations on this program? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I entered a period of a couple of different pretty bad desolations. Well, I, I some people like I, I when I explained my vocation story, I didn't use the word, and someone said, "Good, don't use it." And I'm like, "Wait, what? 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 You don't want to hide it, right?" Yeah, but I, I used it. it I, I phrased it in a different way, okay, I guess. Gotcha. But um, I didn't use the word itself. But I entered a period of desolation, um, and I made a decision in desolation, which you're not supposed to do, uh, a major decision to put in my deposit for Wyoming Catholic College. Uh, and we're skipping over a couple of months here. Okay. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was a rough, it was a rough it was a rough period, and so I made that decision, um, and like ten minutes after I had like signed the paper, put in my deposit, my parents paid for it, uh, for the deposit. It kind of just felt like someone said, "Here you go," and just put a fifty pound dumbbell on my chest, because I was just like, "It's hurt. This is so horrible. Like, what the heck? Like, this is this is a good decision." This, uh, I was thinking to myself, this is a good decision. Why does it hurt? Um, and so my my life just got decre- de- increasingly worse from then on. Um, it got to a point where I was like, certain people in my life told me that they couldn't recognize me anymore. And I was like, all right, fact check. We got we to gotta look at how things are going. This is probably not good. Um, and so it got to a point where I was like, I can't enjoy my own graduation. This is just like, meh, I, I want to get out of here. 
Um, and so afterwards, I started a job. I was moving. Uh, I was moving furniture in a warehouse. So I was like, all right, this is good. I'll have a lot of time for contemplation. This isn't heavy cerebral work. So I started. I mean, it's just. It really wasn't. It was just <laughs> funny how you said it. <laughs> um, and so I started going to adoration. I found randomly in my car. I found a surrender novena, which I knew was there, but I'd forgotten about. So I was like, all right, this seems like a good idea. Let's do this. And so I should note that I'd been seeing my spiritual director quite consistently, and I had just acted rashly. It was it was my own fault that I was in this situation. Um, but I, I prayed the surrender novena, and I remember the last day of the novena, uh, I prayed in the chapel at St. Thomas the Apostle. Um, and I kind of let go, and I realized I held the two. Um, I held Nazareth House and um, – Wyoming Catholic College together, and I was like, all right, God, which do you want? And it was very clear. It was extremely clear that he, um, his will was that I attend Nazareth House. So I called Father Paul and asked him, hey, can we schedule my review board? And he said, whoa, can we have a meeting first so we can discuss this? Because I didn't talk to him. I had not talked to him in a long time. And the review board is a big decision. I'd already done my psyche vow before this. Uh, just because I thought, well, I got to continue along in the application. So I was two-thirds of the way done. We got a timeline of like where this is now. This is after graduation, so in June. Okay. Maybe. You were in like May, June. May okay. or June. Gotcha. Um, early June. And so I talked to Father Paul. He said, all right, give it a week, discern some more, and then we'll talk. So I did, and he said, okay, let's schedule the review board. Review board is on a Monday. I call my admissions director at Wyoming Catholic College to let him know, here's what's going on. Um... Keep me in your prayers, please. He says, okay, you've got till Friday of whoa. this week. And I'm like, all right, oh, whoa. all right, that's fine. I think I talked to Luke Power. He said, yeah, minimum minimum for a review board to make its decision is two weeks. So I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> God, you're really just giving it to me, aren't you? Uh, so Friday comes and I tell him, yeah, sorry, no response. He's like, sigh, okay, we'll give you till Monday. And I found out from a friend that the reason he gave me till Friday because that was when the first payment was due. Oh, oh yeah and i think i was supposed to know that but i didn't so i found out from a friend um and so monday comes along and i'm thinking to myself this is how stories work i'm just gonna have to make a leap of faith uh, it was my day off so i was driving with my sisters uh, i was just like god's just gonna have me make a leap of faith and say you know what wyoming catholic so long i'm just gonna wait it out because i know that they're gonna say yes because i feel peace with this that didn't end up happening thankfully because i was driving in the car two o'clock uh, Father Paul calls me and says, hey, congratulations, you've been accepted. And it was just like this wave of relief um, that just washed over me. And it was just it was just amazing. Um, yeah, it was, it was absolutely fantastic. And, and, so, and now I'm here in yeah. Venice. Nice. Real quick, before we kind of jump into this topic, I think your discernment story was, had a lot of like comparing and contrasting seminary and college. Yeah. Um, and Anthony, I know you kind of went through like a similar path as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? I didn't know I'd that. I'd love to hear from yeah. both of you guys kind of what was what was that experience like, kind of like holding up uh, college and seminary. Uh, I know like a good majority of our listeners actually are kind of in this position, like mm -hmm. in high school. Um, what were some of the things, Anthony, I'll start with you and we'll turn back to you, David. Um, what were some of the things cool. that you kind of noticed um, when you kind of compared the two? Like, what were some of the things that immediately stuck out, uh, good or bad, about both options? So it's really funny, actually, because I talked to, this was before I actually entered college, back in high school, when I was originally discerning uh, priesthood, and I had this meeting with Father Paul. We were at Olive Garden, and <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> See, side note, you guys remember the craziest details. You were <laughs> over here like, dude, I was, my, my vacation story is like five minutes, because I'm like, I don't remember. <laughs> I just remember the matrix of that. You guys are over here like, yeah, we had a good thing. I'm like, 
Dude, your memory's insane. Anyway, sorry. I interrupted. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're at Olive Garden. And I'm telling him because we're, we're kind of discerning between, like, um, <clears throat> between seminary and between applying and, and dating and college and stuff. And there was something I said to him. I was like, yeah, like, I will, you know, I'm, I'm really concerned because I, I, I don't want to miss out. I think, I think I said I don't want to miss out on, you know, doing a technology degree because I was very much in ro- into robotics and things. And I was like, you know, I, I really want to, I don't want to miss out on that, that type of career. And he, he kind of looked at me and, it, and he was like, well, you know, you're not going to find fulfillment. The, the fulfillment of, of, you know, getting married and stuff does not come from you uh, in your career. He goes, that's something to just support your family. He's like, your mm-hmm. fulfillment should come from, like, loving your wife and your kids. Yeah. And, like, and at the time, actually, I, the, I had discerned into dating life, but I remember kind of, like, ignoring him and being like, <laughs> you're like yeah, whatever, but sure. Like, like, <laughs> but, and, and kind of not even thinking, like, not even thinking in, in my mind, you know, I'm going to be fulfilled by, you know, a wife and kids and stuff like I like I actually just kind of pushed that aside and was like, no, like I, I'll, I'll discern into uh, college. And then kind of going when I, the second time I discerned and, and actually applied for seminary, it was just, I, there was, it was exactly how Father Paul had said it. It, it, it came to fruition where my spring semester, I felt lost and like, I just like did not, I did like all my work that I was doing, I was trying to find fulfillment in that. Mm-hmm. And I, I came to a point where I was like, what am I doing? Like why this, what I'm, what I'm doing right now just feels like I finish it and I just feel like exhausted and just done. And like, I don't want to, I don't want to do anything. And then uh, after that, and, mm-hmm. and so it really was noticing that, that I was, that even though college is great and, you know, and everything, I was doing it for the, the wrong reasons. And I was doing it as, as almost like my idol of being like, this is, this is what's going to complete me. Mm-hmm. And then I realized this is not what's going to complete me. This, this, is, this is not it. And, then, and the Lord was, was kind of turning, you know, showing me the flip mm-hmm. side and being like, you know, I'm actually going to complete you with seminary right now. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's why, you know, that's, that's where your path nice. is headed. So for you, it was a lot of like in hindsight, kind of looking back on like, here's what has happened, kind of looking back, being able to reflect on that experience. Sort yeah. Of thing. yeah. Cool, cool. That's awesome. On the devil's um, campus too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on. My dad went to U of A. Uh, <laughs> I was like, the boom. what? Yeah, ASU. Boom. <laughs> and the podcast now. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, okay, I, so I, I, I just said that to the No, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, thank you, Anthony. Um, and then, David, if you could yeah. kind of, real quick, maybe you could kind of hold up some things. Um, just like, what was it that attracted you to seminary? Mm-hmm. Um, and then what was it attract- that attracted you to Wyoming Catholic College? Because I think those attractions to Wyoming Catholic College are a good tie-in to the next major topic we want to talk about. So yes. just to kind of compare and contrast, what were some of those things about seminary that were like, yes, that's a clear, like, I'm desiring that, and I can't wait for that. Yeah, so a couple of things. We're going to start with the positive and go to the negative. So one of the things uh, that was really positive that I was attracted to at seminary was I get to live in state near my family, surface level. I get to live with a bunch of guys, which is awesome. I've never done that before, and I might get to actually form some really deep friendships, which would be great. But also the human formation, the spiritual formation was what I was really geared up for. I was like, all right, this is this is what I'm here for. Um, and then I was attracted to Wyoming Catholic College was because I'm a sucker for the humanities and the liberal arts. That's one of my favorite things. Um, humanities is probably my favorite subject. And when it's done poorly, it always makes me sad or angry or both. Um, and I, I love poetry. I mean, I love Shakespeare, that kind of thing. So um, – like I said, I'm a bit of a nerd, so that kind of stuff is like, yes, this is amazing. And uh, Wyoming Catholic College has an amazing program when it comes to all of that. 
an, an amazingly integrated program too because it's not just that but it's actually you've got science there uh you, like you've got the different kinds of sciences you've got theology philosophy uh the latin classes are completely immersive so there's no english Whoa. spoken yeah it's one wow. of the only it's it's one of the only places on in the world uh, aside from the vatican where latin is a spoken language <laughs> So if you went to Wyoming Catholic College and graduated, you would be able to read the ATMs in the in the Vatican in Latin, wow. which is That's actually awesome. really funny. Um, and obviously, the outdoors program, sophomore year, they have a program where it's a required course that you uh, tra- train your own horse what? and that you learn <laughs> no to ride way. it. And the reason for that is actually – well, I mean it's awesome, but it's actually extremely philosophical because you get to know yourself by riding the horse – because horses are incredibly intelligent animals. So they'll register things that you won't register in yourself, and they'll react to that. So it's really a process of learning yourself and learning how to control yourself. Uh, it's very Dune-esque, actually, uh, which is really funny. Um, yeah, it was just – and the fact that it's just, like, so outdoorsy. They don't allow cell phones, another thing. Right, so I was like, well, plus to seminary and this is, like – it's it's just it's a mountain it's an it's a mountaineers um it, it's it's a it's a mount i guess if you love the mountains you love that kind of stuff yeah yeah um but one of the negative things was that i was i i was like oh crap well nazareth house we have to go to phoenix college phoenix yeah. college sucks <laughs> so <It's> true <laughs> I'm, I'm like well this is obviously a better education so god why would you want me to like do this like obviously this is a better education i should do what's best for my intellect that was a mistake, and that was really, that was really where most of my uh, the problem was. But then it was also like I've never dated before. I've never had like a reciprocal relationship before. It's like I I want that. I yearn for that. It's a natural human instinct. And so it was like, well, I I, I want to test those waters first, so then we can say, all right, seminary is okay. Um, and those were really those weren't discerned. Those were just my desires that I wasn't I wasn't able to let go of. But kind of transitioning into our main topic today is Camp Waitiwa. Yes. So Camp Waitiwa, well, the name, first of all, uh, if any of you are familiar with Pope John Paul II, <laughs> yeah, his uh, name before he became Pope was Carol Voitiwa. Spelled oh. impossibly. Like so impossible Carol Voitiwa is spelled K-A-R-O-L W-O-J-T-Y-L-A. Voitiwa. Voitiwa. <laughs> no, I said absolutely. Yeah. Ask me to spell the the holy man's name on my door and i can't do it i can pronounce yeah. his name now <laughs> blessed Yerge Popyushko. Oh, but, oh, oh my gosh okay. he's amazing anyways um so this camp is in colorado um so real quick just timeline you went to this camp when you were in so the first time i went to this camp was the summer between sophomore and junior year okay so i was shoot how old was i that was 2019 so subtract 21 from the uh, i was maybe 16 okay. maybe 17 um, so I had, I think I'd been driving at this point. I'm not sure, but I went with uh, one of my best friends in the world, Joey Lowell. Um, if any people Shout know out. that, yeah, he's, yeah they're, they're absolutely fantastic. They're like family friends. They're, they're they are family friends. They're like family. Um, I I was lucky enough to go on uh, a backpacking trip with him. Well, let me go back to what Camp Wittiwa is. <laughs> there we go. Sorry. <laughs> so Camp Wittiwa is basically, um, well, it's. John Paul II, he loved the outdoors. You know, we get a lot of stories about him sneaking out of the Vatican in a black hoodie to go skiing or taking – when he was like a, a bishop, he would take a youth group up into the mountains for that kind of stuff. And he really ha- – his idea was really amazing. For, uh, basically, going out into the mountains, you get away from everything, uh, literally everything. Cell phones don't work out there. I mean, if, if you're 
out in the wilderness to a certain extent, you are you have no basic commodities and you are able to focus on nothing except the Lord and his first book, which so he wrote two books, uh, the Bible and his first book, God's country, his creation. That's one of the mantras of Wyoming Catholic College, actually. Wait, 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 wait. Who wrote the God's country? So God's first book is nature and oh, is the creation. wilderness oh okay. creation so going out into god's first book i see yeah I see. it's a little like, little play on words though. <laughs> i probably sense. butchered it it's that's okay i was it's really fine. confused yeah uh so going out into god's first book is a is a great way to know him and to get to know yourself and it's just that was one of the one of the ways that i was able to learn the value of silence because up until this point i didn't really understand it i didn't really yeah it was it's horrible um and so what I, uh, my friend Joey Lowell, I think the year before in 2018, he'd gone on uh, a trip with Camp Wojtyla, but they have a couple of different programs. So over the summer, they'll have kids. It's like a lottery system. So you put your name in, and then if you get in, then you get to go to the school or the school, the camp. You pay you pay the fee. It's kind of expensive. Uh, I was lucky enough to get a good scholarship, but uh, you, you you know you go there. It's for like a week. I think mine was for nine days, but his was for a week and his was at the base camp. So they stayed in literal teepees and had like, not even kidding you. Like the, the people get there like a week early to set up their actual teepees. You stay there with your guys, you compete with the other teepees, um, in the wilderness, daily adoration, daily mass, all that. I mean, I can show you pictures, but the altar is literally it's, it's right here. And then there's just woods right behind it. It's amazing. Yeah. And so there's that, and it uh, it really focuses on the spiritual life and growing in the spiritual life and really getting to know yourself. Um, but it you know you do that through group activities because you're doing this with a bunch of other guys. You know it's not co-ed at all. Right. There's only guys or only girls. Um, and at the end of the week, normally they'll go rock climbing or hiking. In some cases, um, if you look on their website, they have a couple of promos about that, and it's absolutely amazing. But sometimes, a lot of times, they'll go white river rafting. Whoa. So remember that okay. detail. That okay, detail is okay. going to be very important. We'll put a pin in that. We'll come we'll back to that. We'll put a pin in the white river rafting. Um, but then they also have programs in the backcountry. And the backcountry is slang for the mountains, basically not civilization. Yeah. And so, yeah, so in Colorado, the backcountry involves the Rockies. So we got to go over the Rockies. We actually summited one. Um, wait, I'll tell that story uh, after this. But basically, you basically – live out in the Rockies, taking everything with you, doing all your business out there in the wilderness with a shovel. Um, and then you take all your food with you, you cook in the wilderness. That's kind of where I learned. Uh, that's kind of like my first, here, go cook and hope that it doesn't kill you. That was my first introduction to that. And uh, so my, my buddy and I, Joey, we went on this trip together. We were extremely lucky to get the exact same trip because it's like thousands of people from across the country doing this lottery we got into the same week. It was like, what the heck? Yeah. So nine days spent out there. And uh, I'll kind of shorten the story down a little bit. But it was – we got to know I, – I, I'm still in contact. I'm actually – I'm not in contact with any of the guys, actually. It's kind of sad. But we um, we were all walking – basically, it was like a monastic retreat. You know, it was, it was – basically we had times of silence there was one time we were on the verge of this lake it was like it was almost a perfect looking glass and uh we we had this time called kairos where they left us alone they told us it would be for three hours and they took away our watches and came back five hours later Um, wow they left us alone in our own little spot looking over the lake um 
in the pouring rain, which wasn't expected, but that happened. So I had to struggle through that and left us in the silence. Uh, one buddy of mine that was, he fell asleep on a rock uh, under like this. It was a beautiful view. And he woke up and there was a chipmunk on his chest. No way. <laughs> and, he, awesome. and it ran away. And he's like, oh, that's a that, uh, chipmunk. The chipmunk left me a little gift. That's nice. Um, but it was really cool. We got to do that. And you know, that's why I got introduced to silence. I didn't have a very good experience with it because I was trying to hear God's voice. And I kept like getting mad at myself. Like, oh, why can't I hear him? Um, and I was still kind of thinking about priesthood at this point in time. And so that was kind of my first, um, what's the word? That was my first introduction. So I was like, mom, I want to go back. So I entered the lottery again and I was able to get a spot to go in on another back. But whoa, I actually forgot the story about why we're rafting. I'm sorry. So <laughs> we're all over the place. Today. I'm sorry. My mind works at a million miles a minute. I'm no sorry. Worries, thank um, you. All good. So at the end of our backpacking trip, they told us, all right, now we're done in the wilderness. We're going to go white river rafting. Um, but since the camp likes to condense their uh, resources a little bit, we were going at the same time, white river rafting with the same company, oh. the same time of the week. Oh, yeah. With the high school girls uh, <laughs> base camp. I remember oh, this. So this no. was, yeah, so this was, <laughs> we haven't seen anyone for maybe seven days. Uh, I'm like a hormonal, emotional, young 16-year-old. They didn't tell us what was going on. We pull into the parking lot, and there is, I'm not even kidding you, 150 <laughs> high school girls just sitting there. I'm like, I, I'm not kidding you. I went over to a bench, and I just cried. <laughs> it was, oh, my God. Yeah, the greatest it was, reaction to women. <laughs> I, was, I was just completely overwhelmed. And I was like, and that was, it was one of the, it was really difficult for me because I was like, God, there's so much beauty here. Why aren't you calling me to marriage? <laughs> um, so that was just, that's just fun. But ap yeah, just, after that, it was just, yeah, we got to go white river rafting. I was scared for my life. I got this giant sunburn down, down in my leg because I forgot to sunscreen as much as I had. So part of my leg was just purple for a week. But it was an amazing experience. I highly recommend it. Um, so I wanted to go again in 2020. But COVID. And it's in Colorado, which is like the nice California. So, what? <laughs> so it's one hundred percent true. <laughs> yeah. So it's nicer. It's nicer than California, but it has similar politics. I see. So COVID was really bad over there. I see. So we weren't able to go over there. Um, and I was actually since we'd already paid, I had I was actually able to transfer my spot over to the next summer. Oh. Yeah. So I was I was I was in. I didn't. I was in like the. I was in like the Flynn. And I didn't have to, uh, I didn't have to pay or anything like that again, and I was really excited um, to go over the summer because I was like, all right, this is gonna be fantastic, and you know, I went again, and it was, it was right before I entered seminary, and it was, oh, it was so, I was just absolutely amazing. We had so, we we did white river rafting again, and I was prepared for everything this time. So Sunscreen and all, like yeah, yes, no, I I wore long sleeve the entire time. I put <laughs> yeah. gloves on my hands so I wouldn't get sunburned, and it rains the entire time. Uh, <laughs> so it's like my hands wow. are freezing cold because I got these gloves on. It's yeah. just, ugh, it's horrible. Did you have the group of high school girls there again? Or? Yeah, but it was oh, you did. Oh, it was it wasn't as bad. I, I knew was it was joking. gonna happen, so it was like I prepared everyone. I said, you guys, prepared emotionally. Yes, and yeah. I prepared everyone else. I said, all right, guys, here's what's gonna happen. You guys might not know this, but and I laid it out. And they're like, <laughs> okay. Um, and you're like, why are you not as affected as I was? Like, what? Yeah, it was pretty funny. But I, I didn't get to go with anyone I knew this time. But yeah. it was really, we got to go in a different, uh, on a different location this time. 
And before, we had done a summit hike. And the summit hike, we lost the path a couple of times. Oh, no. So the path had been snowed over in July in Colorado. Oh. It's a 14,000-foot peak. So it was like, well, all right, what do we do? We hiked the thing straight up. And it's like 60 degrees. And the guy in front of us, he just – he was just like, all right, we don't have any crampons. We don't have anything, but we're going to hike this. So he stomps out the path for us, and we climb it and get to the top. Oh, my goodness. That's just – that's the most beautiful sight I've ever seen. Wow. And the wilderness is – I don't get to go hiking or backpacking as much as I would love to. Um, but the wilderness is always something that's always enticed me. It's always been something that has been a part of my everyday life – or not a part of my everyday life, but really – Something that calls to me. Yeah, but it's a part of your job. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and it's also, it's also, I'm happiest out there, and it's just, it's just peaceful. It's yeah. my ideal vac- vacation is in Colorado. Nice. That's why I'm really excited for S. U three baby. Oh yeah, my gosh, yeah. it's gonna oh, be yeah. awesome. So, what would you say, kind of, is through through all those those three years of camp with you, because like you know you've continued to have a desire to continue going on the camp. Yeah. What was just like the biggest benefit or biggest spiritual benefit or how like, how did you feel like that brought you closer to the lord each each of the three years if there's a different answer just like what was the biggest benefit that brought you um there there again every time and you might be going back again this summer to help potentially uh, yeah. yeah we're going to discern that but i might be i might be coming a camp, camp counselor um, right it was really a deepening of um one my self-knowledge but also being able to challenge myself you know there's that kind of note of ignatian uh spirituality there where it's like you need to push through the the desolations when they do come because they're gonna come and it uh, it really helped me it, it helped me to know myself it also helped me to realize what i was capable of so it was like wow i just did that okay this yeah, is awesome yeah. but on a deeper level it helped me to it helped me to really like just going back to that idea of silence it really helped me to have a love for it and kind of understand that the silence is not some place to be feared. You know, some people find uh, prayer boring or are afraid of prayer because they're not sure what's going to happen. But the silence is kind of where I go just to be at peace. Um, it's not silence with myself. It's silence with the Lord. That's very important. Because silence with yourself is unhealthy. But silence with the Lord is where happiness is. And that's where peace is. And silence with yourself is isolation. And that's not good. And being in his country where you get to see not, not only in his country but in Colorado of all places where you get to see some of the most amazing fits of nature that are, exist on planet Earth. Feats of nature. Sorry. Fits of nature. <laughs> nature like, had like, a fit. Like, it could be that too. Lizard? Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> um, but, oh, and if anyone actually knows Noah Terrell, he was with me on that, uh, that hey, last no, one. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, Noah Terrell, no, neither one of us knew it was going to happen. But on this last year, I, I, we stayed at the airport for a long time, so we get to where we're going to be picking up all of our stuff. And he's just there. And we both made eye contact <laughs> and just said, what, at the exact same moment? Wow. And it was just awesome. That's great. No, we've had Noah on here before. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, he's been on the podcast. Noah Terrell, if you're listening to this, thank you, buddy. You're awesome. Yes. <laughs> Oh, cool. Uh, we are just about out of time, but um, okay. let's wrap up maybe real quick uh, with prayer intentions. Yeah, we go absolutely. Sweet. Um, every week we kind of like ask how we can pray for each other. Um, anything right off the bat? Any prayer requests that we can think of? Anthony and David. I would definitely got? say uh, prayers with as we continue to build our brotherhood here and just for deepening of relationships and you know that we all as we're all working on fraternity that we all just uh, 
continuing to to trust in the Lord with that and everything. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to offer up some prayers for both sets of my grandparents. Uh, my grandpa, on my mom's side, he has had cancer for a very, very, very long time. Um, so just prayers for him. And uh, my grandma on, uh, on my mom's side as well has had her ankle replaced and I think her knee replaced as well. And she still has to work so that they can keep up healthcare and stuff like that because they live in Col- they live in California. Um, and for my grandparents on uh, on my dad's side, you know, they can always just use the prayers. Sure, yeah. totally. And then Zach, for you? Uh, for my dad, actually, who uh, confirmed COVID. Uh, he does have COVID. Oh, um, shoot. D- nothing too crazy. Not, it's all very mild right now. But just I mean, continued yeah. prayers for him uh, for quick and quick recovery, speedy healing, et cetera. Yeah. And also for me that I can that I quit freaking procrastinating on my schoolwork. <laughs> As we all are, yes. yeah. But hey, so. I, I would like to also put my <laughs> prayer intention in that area. <laughs> Everyone just no procrastinating forever because anybody, everybody's a procrastinator. You can't deny it. 100%. Is so. there healthy procrastination? That next uh, episode. We're at 45 minutes possibly. Yeah, nice, but nice. yeah, no, right. Honestly, nice. loving hearing about Camp Latiba and campus Thank and you. those types of things just build you up physically and spiritually so much. And thanks for letting us know about that. And if you all have an opportunity to go on a camp, man, like and, and have have that experience with, with, you know, up in the mountains or, you know, in the youth group or anything like that, it's, it's a great, it's a wonderful experience. So indeed. Yeah. Great. Thanks David for bring, for jumping on the podcast with us. Heck yeah. We'll see y'all next week. We have another seminarian guest next week. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm dropping any names. Anyone? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Jose Lamb. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Not confirmed. Not confirmed. We don't actually know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't drop the name because we don't know for sure. And I don't so want to like, Shut up. Anthony, like, be quiet. No, <laughs> but see, nobody knows who he is until we meet him. So anyways. Anyways. Hey, we love y'all. Peace out. Have a great week. Peace. Bye, guys.